0: Has this ever happened to you? You spent hours on your phone, and not only did you forget what you were looking for, no, you cannot even remember what you have been looking at for the last hour. Cannot recall it. And what does this have to do with running? Welcome to Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. (laughs) Today, it's all about you looking for inspiration in the wrong places. Yes, thanks for joining today's podcast where we again deep dive into mental endurance, your attitude, which you know can determine whether you make it across the finish line to the best of your ability or just half-baked accomplishment i just made it which would be very sad you deserve better than just to i just made it don't you i mean really ask yourself do you just want to be the i made it or do you want to be like wow i nailed it of course something is better than nothing but that's not the point You're not comparing something to nothing because you've put in the effort. You've spent hours away from loved ones to go and train, to go and run. You've helped Adidas or Nike build a new R&D center. Therefore, definitely you owe it to yourself to become the best runner you can be. Season four, by the way. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. Big shout out to you. You're very brave. You've decided to give me your time. So what the show is all about is really helping you build a better attitude for you and your running. Now, what happens ever so often? You get distracted and your time and attention goes straight to the social media channel you enjoy most. You know, where that app is on your phone. You know, that app that you could find with your eyes closed, be it Instagram or YouTube Shorts or TikTok, Facebook, whatever it is. And if statistics are reliable... Runners seem to be following a lot of other runners. There is Dean Karnazes' Instagram. It's full of tips, advice, products that improve your running experience with topics like endurance training and workout. He's got 113,000 followers. I like him. I like his books. There is Mirna Valeria. 175,000 followers. Hella Sidibe, he's the guy who's run every day since 15th of May 2017. Uh, he's a vegan athlete, a former pro soccer player, and he's also doing some donation work. There's Abby Pollock, she's a, she described herself, an engineer turned fitness nerd. 987,000 followers. Marcus Brown, 26,000 followers. Tony Green, a barefoot running advocate, he's got 9K followers. Wow. There are so many more. There are over 100 top influencers that are all sporting a superb personal best. They are mums or dads, founder company, authors, speakers, some more other sport brand ambassador. I'm not belittling their accomplishment. Quite the opposite. I am in awe of it. It is wonderful what they're doing. What I'm referring to is the amount of followers that they have. Because here comes the point. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I had on my wall one poster. It was a poster of a Honda XR250 in my bedroom, right next to my bed. A red one. Starting kick, max power, 30 horsepower, 21 kilowatt, maximum torque, 24 newton meters, 18 pound to the feet, 7,500 RPM, a wet clutch, four friction disc transmission, five speed. Please note, one major poster in my bedroom. Therefore, the benefit was I wasn't distracted. I could focus on creating my own vision. Can you relate to that? If not, maybe today's show isn't to you, isn't for you. <laughs> if you're already so addicted with social media and you're not liking this topic, maybe stay tuned. Maybe there is something for you. Just take and pick the pieces that you enjoy out of the show and, and ignore the rest. But what it did is the benefit was I wasn't distracted. I could go my own path. I, I wouldn't get sidetracked. And my attention didn't dart, drift, getting pulled here and there. Look at this, and you ought to have that. And, you know, it feels like the first time in my life I was in the Orient, and I went through a bazaar, and everybody, you know, by accident, I touched a pair of fake Ray-Bans. Do you know this? I touched a pair of fake Ray-Bans. And after that, that whole alleyway I went down, everybody was offering me Ray-Bans. It was like I didn't even want the (laughs) Ray-Bans. So there you have it. That's today's message. How about if you're not the runner you currently want to be, if you are currently not as fast, as fit, or as strong as you want to be, how about you don't look at others? So what are you supposed to look at? Well, simple. How about you look at your own experiences? How about you create new run experiences make your own run experiences and you focus fully and deep dive into your running dreams and ambitions you don't believe me it's necessary well according to instagram that the growth rate that they has this company has been adding over 100 million new users every four to nine months it doesn't sound impressive if you're a bit old-fashioned salesperson because they didn't pay anything to Get on there. So you're not yet making money out of them, but you have their attention. You have their time, and this growth growth rate, 100 million new users every 46, uh, 49 months. It's been consistent since 2014, and from September 2017 and June 2018, the company had 200 million increases in new users, and this was when. You know, uh, when they started to to put a lot of advertising in there. So the shift makes sense. Instagram is, of course, packed with aspirational content, celebrities, micro-influencers, wannabe influencers, travel content. So it's easy, you know, to have advertising business on there. And the big thing is 1.2 billion monthly active users. That's 28% of the world's internet users. And by 2025... It's been forecast there are going to be 1.4 billion monthly active users on social media, which would account for 31% of global internet users. Now, YouTube, same thing. A YouTube user is anyone who uses YouTube at least once a month. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) And that's been growing year after year. So in 2023, this year, the total number of YouTube users is going to be 868 million, a 10% increase from 2022. And... I mean this is shocking you know it's been rising at a remarkable rate just to comparison 2019 523 million users wow it's it's you know up by 63% so 37% of internet users say they use social media to fill their spare time wow this is followed by reading news stories 30 Four percent So 37% say they use social media. 34% say they use news stories. Now, social media is visual content. It's very easy to consume and it offers so much scrolling and entertainment value is very big. You can get just what you want. And the three main uses of the social media are 20, 30% of Internet users say they, 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 like, they, they like seeing what they're talking about. They're finding inspiration for things to do. And Internet users, they, they want to purchase something Ooh. Then we get to TikTok, and then we're nearly through, and we get back to running. TikTok, on average, spent 55 minutes a day on the platform. That's an hour of your life. That's impressive. TikTok was launched in the US in 2017, and it's just grown. It, it flew by Facebook, it flew by Instagram, everything. I mean, and the video sharing platform comes in second, you know, at, at four, uh, um, uh, just it's going to overtake YouTube. That's what they're basically saying. Honestly, my opinion, we are wasting time. That's the summary. We are wasting a huge amount of time. Compare that to staring at the poster of that red Honda XR250. I'm sure you had some other poster you also stared at for hours. Hey, a teenager could get bored back in the day, and I I guess that... Why was I staring at this poster so long? Was Number one, I was too young to drive. I didn't have a driving license. My bank account suffered from a lack of funds. Pocket money wasn't earned. I had to pay off last week's advance. You see where this is going means I knew. That Honda XR250 was out of reach. No matter how much today's gurus and coaches want to convince you, otherwise you just really need to want it. (laughs) Until somebody told me a very useful thing. And actually, this is my Uncle Ken. Heiko, focus on what you can control, focus on what you can do, and do it to the best of your abilities. So, the XR250 poster remained on my wall, but my attention went towards my running, because that's the one thing I could do, and compulsory school sport became a fun activity. Uh, after hours on weekends and the next time I looked it was a thing something I was good at and perhaps your story is similar perhaps you can relate or you're only just starting running at a later stage at your life you're trying to rekindle that that love affair you had with running again whatever your story is fact is you can't really appreciate something until it's gone that's certainly the case with running Anybody who has ever felt the joy whilst running, finishing that workout, feeling elated even though you were exhausted, you know that feeling when the boom, suddenly, you know, boom, it's just like you became injured. That's it. No more running. And you know what agony, what stress it caused you, and you are not able to run. And who knows how many days there are remaining. Hopefully you'll run until your final days, but at some point, for whatever reason, injury, health, or time issues, you might not be able to. You might not fully appreciate running until you can't do it anymore. But imagining not being able to do it might help you appreciate it more. You could be quarantined. Ha! If I would have said this a couple of years ago, I would have said, Hi, hey, are you nuts. But it happened. I mean, whether it's Australia to Europe to the US, runners were told to stay indoors in certain cities. I'm not sure in Germany if it was an order or just a recommendation. But I remember being told you should only go outside if it's necessary. And I mean... Apparently running was not a necessity. And then what did people do? They watched news and they saw those glamorous headlines. How awful, how tragic, how bad, you know. And what's the solution right there? Well, escape the bad news. You might not even realize how much the constant bad news is weighing on you until you take a break and do yourself a favor by putting your phone down and going out for a run. That escape will probably give you a whole new appreciation for your sport. Again, the numbers. 4.89 billion social media users in 2023. And as many as 82% of the population use that. Whew, what are you going to benefit more from? Just ask yourself. And, and even I am one of those 82%. I'm pointing a finger at you. I'm not, I'm not criticizing. The people who are putting out the content. I'm not criticizing these platforms. What it's about is, is your time. And perhaps there's a very simple solution, nothing complicated. How about writing down successfully completed runs? or master challenges, which you did. Basically, your self-affirmation, self-reflection. Yes, to those of you who know what I'm talking about, it's a, you can call it a success journal. We call it a notebook back in the day. which is just a success journal. It's just a fancy way for a, a document where you improve your self-perception and your self-confidence. It's keeping that success journal which is going to help you move forward on your runner's journey and, and further your, you're running career you're running development you know your your growth as a runner and the benefits of writing something down they're, they're well known i mean successful runners that i've spoken to over the years you know i've been very privileged if i go to a trail run in, in europe or somewhere and i always try and meet the top runners you can at a trail run and a marathon is more difficult and i ask them hey what is it that you do and and you know, one uh, usually the answer goes to hey i write down what works really really well of course, you still need to do the mild, You still need to put in the hard work. And the the, the runners that are writing this down, they see it as a key of success. And, the, and many of them, they have this from this productivity expert, Tim Ferriss. And basically, I want to quote three things that he mentions, you know, why writing down. He, he's got a long, uh, one of his blogs It's quite long, uh, very interesting, where he wrote down three major points. And I've adapted them a bit. He says, Journaling gives you an idea, uh, gives you room to grow. And the second one, it exposes bad ideas. And the third one is it's it's a hallmark's major shifts. Let me explain it a little bit. So ideas can come and go. You know this, huh? So sometimes the great idea vanishes as quickly as it came. You know, it just popped up in your mind and then suddenly nothing. I went, I went to buy something at the grocery store this morning. I had a great idea whilst walking in. By the time I came out, I didn't even remember it anymore. So by writing the idea down on a sheet of paper, you do following. You make that thought become more real and it'll grow and expand into a precise, concrete idea. And you know the limits of your mind. Just try and not buy your favorite sweet, your treat, whatever you like. See how long you last. And your mind can only hold so many feelings and thoughts at one time and many negative ones and you're going to cave in you're going to go buy that sweet either way so whilst you journal you're looking at ways to increase your productivity your focus is pulled from the useless thoughts and you're left with clear headspace that's going to allow you uh, worthwhile ideas to grow and to become clearer yeah Number two, it exposes bad ideas. Just as important as finding good concepts is uncovering the bad ones. That's because I've taken many. I've done many, many stupid things in my life. I've taken many bad decisions, you know. And once you've caught useless ideas, you don't want to waste your time, energy, or money on them. So you need some bad ideas to get to the good ones. (laughs) And journaling helps you uncover them. It's like stepping stones. You know, the process of thoroughly examining a marathon best time and then identifying how and why that dream is going to fail. You're not going to go from a four-hour marathon to a three-hour. It's a powerful exercise. And you achieve that by writing it down. And your plan might look great on paper, but then you're going to get different runners when you talk back to other runners who are excited with you, want to encourage you, and you're going to see like, oh, hang on, this is not going to work. I need more time. And Tim Ferriss refers to this as the judgment-free space. I like that. Yes, journaling hallmarks those major shifts. So the days are going to come where you hit that big goal. Bam. Let me just look back here and see. See, there my, my medals hang back there on the wall. It's my I love myself room where I'm sitting in. <laughs> and what's going to happen is you're going to knock out your personal best. Now, with a journal, you have the full library of facts in your bookshelves. It's books that you wrote that contain your words, your successes, your clues. Look at that bookshelf. that's You wrote it down. It's there. It's a fact. Nobody can take that away from you. And you will start looking back at those great ideas, those concepts that actually worked, leaving less room for negative thinking. And that information is going to be priceless for you later on. Now, what part about my running do I journal about? I understand. It's quite difficult sometimes to sit in front of a blank page. This is between you and that page. There's no wrong and no right. The purpose of journaling is not an a end result like a artwork or something. It's a process. You know, your running journal will be an a honest, truthful recording of events, documenting what you felt like during that hill climb. Exhausted, wanted to give up. Um, today I felt excellent, had a good night's sleep, really put in a tremendous effort. And now... What happens is these complex topics that you can make into easier, manageable thoughts. Here's some prompts. Number one, create a powerful mental image of your goal for your personal best. I've spoken about this a lot on this show. You can go back to some of the past shows by having a Image in your mind how you're crossing that finish line and how you're looking at that clock on or, or your smartwatch that you have as you cross the line. You see, you see that time and it's exactly that what you trained for. Or number two, explore problems and potential solutions. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of, I'm feeling tired at kilometer twenty. I feel exhausted. You know, so that's the problem. Seems to be like a problem. So what could be a possible solution? Think about that. Move your thoughts on. Number three, examine your favorite route and make it your fastest run yet. Examine that route in detail. Write that down. So these are all points I'm giving you to write down. Describe in great detail your ideal running streak. By the way, if you're going to Amazon today because you've realized you need some more sellotape or you need a new pair of running shoes, hey, go to Heiko Stribble. And you're going to find a book there about Running Streak 365 Days. It's a very short little booklet, small, easy to read and with practical advice on how you're going to start your first running streak and achieve it. Next point, write down, answer honestly, what is your why? Why do you run? And number six, imagine your running goal has been reached. You have become successful. And what are your new goals that you're going to set? So the journal at its core is just a written record of your thoughts and your experiences. Pen and paper, I would recommend that. Better than digital apps and software. Why? Because you're going to get distracted. You're going to be one of those billions of social media users. And this journal is for reflection and it's for strategic planning by keeping track of your ideas, your successes, your failures. And you're going to gain insight into your own thinking process over time. You're not going to be able to to con yourself, you know. It's going to be excellent reference for for taking big decisions, big risks, (laughs) and for solving problems. And, of course, you're going to be be keeping score. Where have you invested your time? Which is going to reduce your stress level and it's going to improve your your overall health. And it's going to be your accountability coach. So it's self-control. Means, please, those billions and billions, and I'm one of them, social media lookers, (laughs) users, likers, Let's not look at other, others and waste time pondering on how it's possible. Kipchum managed a four thirty-six pace for five kilometers for the whole two hours. Unbelievable! I oh, know it's frightening. You know, put one big poster up on your wall and and make and leave room to be your best idol, your best vision of who you can be. Because the benefits of a personal running statement—they're going to encourage you to think deeply about each and every run. It's going to help you examine your innermost thoughts and feelings towards training. It will clarify what this running really, why it is so important to you. It's going to imprint your values and purposes in your mind, deep down, ingrained. And it will enable you to make progress towards long-term goals. Let me finish with Galatians 5.25. Since we live by the spirits, let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Wow wonderful. Thanks for joining us on today's show. My name is Haikor. God bless you. And remember, take it easy.